What's up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to Respect the Grind. I'm your host, Chris. Today we have special guest Carrie Schwer. Hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> you did say it right. Good job. I've gotten compliments that I'm good at last names. I kind of practice people's names before I get on calls because I just I hate to mess up people's names. So I try to practice those. I do so many introductions and some people have some crazy names, but <laughs> I'm always trying to make sure I'm on point with that. Um guys, Carrie is uh, another executive coach, uh, a lifestyle coach, somebody that can help you really transform yourself and who you are and really create the life that you want. You know, that's what we're all about here. Respect the grind. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm really excited to talk with your listeners and with you and bring some value today. So the first thing that I see throughout all your content, all your website and everything is this gray tonic. Mm -hmm. I see the gray area mentioned a lot. And can you explain to us what that is? It's a really interesting concept. Yeah. So gray tonic actually started with my own experience as a gray area drinker, being in a gray area marriage and a very deep gray area career. And that led to this not feeling fulfilled, but it wasn't that bad either. So the gray area is a space where things are not as they should be, but they're certainly not as they seem or appear to be. You know, we wear a mask, we pretend things aren't that bad, but internally we know it's not good either. And rather than making the decision to move forward and out of the gray, it's sometimes very comfortable to remain there. And this causes mm -hmm. massive problems in our marriage and our health and our wealth and our relationships. It affects every area of our life. Wow. I love that you are approaching this because we don't talk about that at all about like that middle area where like, cause we know if life is super terrible, you got to make some changes. And on the other side, it's like, if you have everything you want, you don't think about making changes, but I think that's where most people are, especially entrepreneurs in that area in the middle where it's just like, yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a contentness that we walk around in life with instead of uh, abundance or excellence, we just kind of accept mediocrity. That's right. That's exactly it. And it's not being in mediocrity. Like we're, we were designed to live fully. And when we aren't living up to our God-given potential, we're actually hurting ourselves in a massive way, not, let alone the people that we're trying to serve. And as an, on, as, as an entrepreneur myself and have been for the past five plus years, it is one of those things where if, if I'm not fully present and aware of what my gifts are, and I'm not living to my fullest potential, then I'm really not only hurting myself, but I'm hurting those around me, my loved ones, and most importantly, the ones that I serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, I don't think you can give your fullest self when you're living in that content state, because you always are kind of, it's, it's almost like a, a calmness. There's not excitement. And I think you need that to be a high level performer is you need that excitement and that get up and go. You don't really have that if you're just stuck kind of in a low in life. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. Listen, we all have gray areas. I even have, I have a gray area now that I'm working through. We all have something, whether it is in one of those areas, it could be in a relationship. It could be with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a friend. It could be with a, a family member. It could be with your habits. 
for me, you know, I was a gray area drinker, which is the space between someone who is socially drinking and severely abusing. I was a gray area drinker for years and that led to other things, right? It wasn't the alcohol so much was the problem. It was how I was believing my life to be for myself. It was this downward spiral of low self-confidence, not having direction and clarity on what I wanted for my life. And that then in turn, affected my marriage. And I was in a gray area marriage for years. I've been married almost 35 years now this year, which is crazy. Wow. Yes. I got married when I was 10, if you wanted to know my age <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, it marriage and partnership, you know, we can get very complacent, especially as you get your longer term marriages, like seven, 10 plus years, you know, there's this fine line that happens that the romance is not always hot and fiery. You know, we, we aren't always like so excited. Same thing happens with our business. We can start off. Most entrepreneurs do the first year is like, oh my gosh, it's like butterflies. It's like yeah. dating for yeah. the first time. You know, you're like, oh, this is so great. I love everything. And, and you're excited. But then the reality sets in, this is hard as heck. There's twists and turns and there's valleys that you got to go through and we want to give up. And those are staying in gray areas too. We have to realize that, oh my gosh, part of our plan and part of our journey is to know that we are going to hit some valleys. And instead of looking at it like a negative, we have to find the positives and keep moving forward. So it's, it, you know, these gray areas affect so many parts of our life, even spiritually. That's another area that, that I talk about is, you know, one foot in and one foot out, you know, like what, especially because I'm a Christian. So, you know, we're talking about one foot in for God and one foot out the door, like, you know, the Sunday Christian, and then the rest of the week, you're a heathen. And yeah. you know, you're talking smack on people and doing what you want, right? Like, we're all guilty of it. I'm not saying, you know, very few of us are, are full in perfect all the time. It just doesn't happen. So it's just being honest. It's radical honesty. It's, so is the honesty part how you identify the gray areas? Because I'm thinking of this as somebody that knows I'm not where I want to be. I know I have more improvements I want to make. What's the first step to identifying the gray area that you need to kind of address? Well, you hit it right on. I mean, awareness is key, right? But it's also intentions. There's got to be intentionality behind everything we do. And so I use uh, something that's my own methodology called DECIDE, the DECIDE model of change. And it's an acronym. And the D is really having the desire to want to see something different. You have to have the desire to have the change. And most often we all have a desire, like, Hey, I have a desire. I want to lose 10 pounds. I have a desire yeah. that I want to look like I'm 20 again. I have a desire. That's all fine and dandy. We can have desires, but we have to be willing to explore the reason why we want it. And that's the Ian decide is exploring your why it's not, it's not just having a why it's going deep. When we go on an exploration, when we think about the word explore, we're diving deep. We're going out into the wilderness, so to speak. You know, we're diving deep into the ocean. We're exploring. It requires us to get radically honest. And that why has got to be something of massive value. And most often, Chris, with my clients, what I see, and even in my own life, it has to do with our health, our wealth, our the way that we feel about ourselves, some sort of um, relationship or something that is greatly affected. If that why is not big enough, we're not going to have it. And then C is commitment to self. We have to be willing to put the commitment in and being an entrepreneur, buckle in and suck it up buttercup because you're about to go yeah. on a ride, right? You got to be committed every to day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Every day it's, it's a journey as an entrepreneur. It's, it's ups and downs. And I think that's part of what makes it fun though, is, is you have to be ready for that. But I think the why that you said is probably the most important thing in life. Yes. Like the why for me, I know a, a discipline and communication or networks or whatever it is, but the why everything kind of always reverts back to that for me personally. Like if the why just isn't there, it's just hard for me to, sometimes I catch myself doing things and I have to stop and ask myself, well, why am I doing this? And then I'll just stop immediately. Cause it's not that important. So like why kind of runs my life. That's awesome. Well, you know, when we're talking about something massive, especially like in business, you know, the reason why you're doing something to go five layers deep with it, there's the five Y system. Have you ever heard of it going five layers deep? I've heard of it. I've heard it a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota actually developed this one as part of their training program, but it's really cool. So you, you ask yourself the reason why and you get your answer, you know, so like, okay, I want to lose weight. Well, why is that important? So that'd be layer one. Well, it's important because I know I need to be healthy. Well, why is that important? Well, because I'm getting older and I know that, you know, I want to live a longer life. Well, why is that important? Well, because, you know, I have, I, I have a legacy to live and uh, I want the best for my family. Well, why is that important? Because I want to be able to have an impact on my children's children and be amazing. I don't want to have people rely on me as, you know, I get older and, and maybe not can do things on my own. Well, why is that important? You know, if we keep digging deep, if we go five to seven layers deep, we're always going to find the real reason. So it's not just about, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. It's because, oh no, I want to make sure that I have a long lasting legacy and then I'm able and healthy enough to be around for my great grandchildren when that day comes. Right. So you see the importance of it and it's like, oh, okay, that's a bigger driver for me to get up and go to the gym or a bigger driver for me to make those 25 connection calls when I don't feel like it, but I know it's a driving force for yeah. my business. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's also a good strategy to avoid wasting time because yes. sometimes we put a lot of energy and effort into things, but if we really took a step back and said, okay, why am I doing this? It, it would really make us rethink where we put our time and energy. You know, whether that's with a certain relationship we know we don't need or um, uh, it's just certain places we go, hanging out with certain people. I think it would be a lot easier for us to, again, and I do this verbally, so I sound, I've, I've, been, I've been told I sound crazy sometimes, but it's healthy for me. Like, I would just say, well, why am I doing this? And the person sitting next to me in the car would say, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> and it's like, I'm talking to myself, but that just helps me stay focused and not waste a lot of time, to be honest. Yes. Well, it's interesting on time, right? Because we all get caught up in this whole idea of like, there's not enough time and I want to do all this and I want to do that. And we all have 24 hours in a day. So why do some people crush time and other people's can't? You know, there's, there's a law, Parkinson's law, which is really about if we give ourselves as entrepreneurs, for sure, this resonates, this should resonate. If we know that we have, for example, we're creating a course and we really have a date, a launch date, let's say it's March 1st, and here we are at the, well, the time of this recording, the end of January, and we know that we only have a month to get it done, um, we're gonna start crushing it right away because our time allotment isn't quite there. But if we said, oh, we're gonna create a course and we will launch it sometime in the summertime, well, now we have six months, five months, whatever, to plan 
do you really think that you're going to be working on that today? No, you're going to be pushing off, pushing off, pushing off. This is what we do inside of our brain. When we are pressured and we allow ourselves to have more time, we will absolutely take it. We will. Don't yeah. kid yourself that you won't. But if you put yourself under pressure and you shorten that amount of time, you can do it. It's all about prioritizing and really, again, going back to why is this so important to you to get it done? What is the outcome that you're hoping to, to see? So when we talk about this gray area concept, we talked about identifying it. How do you like deal with the people around you as you're going through this process? I think that's a really hard part of being an entrepreneur is dealing with when you're evolving the family and friends, the relationship you have around you from other people. I think that might be one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs to deal with, whether it's a lack of support, a lack of understanding, it's just really difficult. So if I'm going through this process of addressing my gray areas and making changes, how do I handle my family and friends and my circle when I'm going through that process? Yeah, such a great question. And matter of fact, um, I mentioned that I had a gray area marriage and about four, well, four plus years ago now, I came home from a business trip and told my husband, I don't want to be in the marriage anymore because here I was a year plus into my business and he wasn't wanting any parts of it. He was miserable at his own job and he wasn't supporting me. And I was like, here I was so excited, you know, in your first year or two in business, yeah. like I said, you're, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I just had a baby and I'm so excited. I want to show the baby off to everybody. And he didn't want any parts of it. And he was stuck in his own way, in his own job with his head down. And I was frustrated because I wanted him to be a part of it. And it really hurt our marriage. And we had to be very radically honest with each other. There we go with that, that word again, radical, being radically honest and have this deep conversation. And sometimes the people around you are not always going to be supportive. And here's the big scary thing, Chris, that I found my own family was not very supportive of me and my business. And they still are not. You know, it's funny, yeah. like my sister will post pictures or whatever on Facebook. Let's just take Facebook for a moment on social media. She'll post something of, of her kids and my mom is on there. Oh, honey, that's so nice. I'll post something every day because it's part of my business. I get zero likes or comments from my mom. Right. right? <laughs> and so, but I've learned over the years, that's just how it is. Our own family sometimes doesn't support us in the way that we hope they're going to support us. And we have to be bigger than that because, you know, part of that is a reflection on how they feel about themselves. And a lot of times when you start elevating in your own life, the people around you are almost um, envious that the fact that you're growing as a human being and they're not. And this becomes part of the friction because you're, you're being a new person. You're moving into a new identity. And when you are an entrepreneur, that's what you got to do. You got to pull up your bootstraps and you are taking on this new role and your actions and your behaviors have to follow exactly where you want to go or you're not going to get there. So it requires more of you and those around you, they're not comfortable with that. They want you yeah. to remain the same. It's just like when I quit drinking, my friends who still drank, they had a problem with me not drinking. Because wow. I wasn't doing what they always expected me to do. And I was having them look at their own relationship with the alcohol, right? It became an uncomfortable feeling. It wasn't about me not drinking. It was about them still drinking that became the problem, which really was their problem and not my problem. 
So we see this a lot. So here's what I'll say. Having commitment to yourself, the C of decide model, having that, that commitment to yourself is crucial in your, in your progress and in your success. And the moment you let a back door open of 98% commitment and not hundred percent, you will always find a way to get out that back door. And that my friend is a gray area. So make sure you have that door shut on your commitment. I like that. It sounds like you were on stage. I love it. That's good. That's good. I can tell you, you've gone through this a lot. I want to hear some of your stories from your clients. You know, can you yeah. tell us about some of the people you've worked with that, you know, you've helped them address those gray areas and really kind of evolve. I think that's what people are always looking for is transformation. So how have you helped somebody really, you know, transform that gray area into something where they're thriving? Yeah, a couple, um, I have hundreds to share, but I'll pick out some of the ones that come to mind. One of my favorite, favorite stories is a woman that I worked with several years ago who was, uh, is a certified public accountant, a CPA. She owns her own business and she always felt as though she was just not in alignment with her work. And she was very successful at it. She worked at a fortune 500 company. And mm -hmm. finally she started her own business. But the problem was that she had so many clients and she was working in the business and not on the business. So I do this deep assessment with my clients to really see where they're aligned and not aligned. And I could see this massive, um, alignment issue that was happening with her. She needed to be more out front. She needed to be that person that's out being seen and not behind a desk servicing clients. She needed to be. Oh, she's a out. people person. Yes. She needed to be out mm. getting the business, not working in the business. So once we started making some adjustments with her work life, you know, the first thing my suggestion was in working with her to point this out to her, let's hire somebody, hire somebody to take over some of the books for your clients. So you have more freedom and time to get out and do speaking engagements. Teach was a big uh, part for her. She wanted to be out and teach. Now I just ran into her, well, last fall at a uh, speaking uh, uh, association that we're part of. And I said, hey, how's it going? She said, oh my gosh, Carrie. First of all, my business has quadrupled since we wow. worked together. And I now have four full-time employees that do all the books. We've grown our business that much. And all I do now is I speak and I teach and I cannot thank you enough. So that was a really good, you know, area because she was so set in her ways and she's, she, you know, she's older than me. So she's been around a while, right? Cause I'm in my fifties. She's probably 10 years older than me. So all these years, all these decades, she's been stuck in this gray area of her career and her life. And it was a huge problem. Obviously, I've worked with a lot of people that are gray area drinkers. So tons of stories there, which then impacts their marriage, their health. You know, um, my gosh, just so many stories there. I had one lady who, uh, business owner, massively successful. She, when she first came to me, she was like, I just, I don't even have time in my day to go to the bathroom, let alone work with you. This is how bad I am stressed wow. out. She had a $10 million business she was running. And the first thing we did was, okay, we need, I needed to find the pressure points for her. Where is she feeling super pressured? So we could start to alleviate some of that pressure. One of them was her husband worked for her. It was not working out. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a really um, yeah. comfortable dynamic. <laughs> no, and then and then she had the story in her head. There's there's no employee. There's no good employees. I I can't hire people, which was the story she was telling herself. So I showed her how to find the right people. It's the who, not how, 
right? It's all about the who. Let's find the who. The how will work itself out. Just trust the process. So within two months, she had three new employees. Her husband, she talked her husband into taking an early retirement, which was really good. And then wow. by the time we had those two months under her belt, now it was time to work on her drinking because she was drinking because she was so stressed out. The, the alcohol wasn't the problem. Actually, it was the solution for her for a while, but then it, be, it started becoming a problem because it was affecting her health. So we started working on her drinking. She quit drinking with you know another two months down the road. Now her body's starting to change. She's going to yoga class. She's working out. She's running. She's going to uh, sailing, You know all these fun things that she likes to do. And now, guess what? She sold her business. She's living the good life and, and just oh, kicking butt and taking names, right? So- that's, that's one more. And then another big gray area is with a client who um, had me come in for a leadership retreat with his leadership team. And they had all kinds of gray areas, not only with them as a, as a team, but individually, because we all have gray areas personally, but then they yeah. brought some of those gray areas into the business. And part of it was identifying what was that number one gray area that was holding them back to reaching this 10X goal that they wanted to accomplish? And once we were able to start identifying, distilling down exactly what that was, we found it, we found what the block was, we corrected it, and within a month, they hit their revenue goal, which was quite a bit more than their previous monthly goal. I can say I love your process of figuring out like the how, because for me, the why is first and then the how is the next part. It seems like you do that with all your clients of like, let's sit down and figure out, like, how do we get to this point over here? Um, yeah. I love that transformation because I think for me in the beginning of my career where I was stuck at is after I got older family stuff and all of that, it was just really trying to figure out, OK, this is a big picture thing and I want, but how do I get there? That's the hard part. Like after you figure out why, then it's, it, it took me like three months of just kind of sitting still to figure it out. Like, And I think part of it too is just going and doing stuff, you know, just try different things and it'll just pop up. Everybody wants to know the how, Chris. They want the strategies. Just give me the strategies and I'll be fine. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. It's not the how that you have to think about. It's the why. It's the reason behind it. It's your identity, which by the way, is the I and the decide model. You have to know what your identity is and you have to be willing to climb into a new identity. And if you're not willing to mm. do that, you got to take on this new persona when you're an entrepreneur and you're in business, or if you want to make a change. So for example, let's go back to gray area drinking. If you don't want to be a gray area drinker or a drinker, guess what? What do great, what, what do non-drinkers do? They don't drink, right? So you got to start making decisions that align with yeah. the behavior. And that's really important. And then the D and decide is daily habits. What we do every single day matters. It matters. We got to slow down and speed up. We can't always be in the grind. It's good for us to grind and, and crush it and, and do all the things. But if we don't take time out for ourselves and we don't slow down, that means morning routines, journaling, breath work, cold plunges, yeah. time in nature, you know, all the things we're, we're toast. I think for me, the, the I think I like to describe it as the grind phase. I think there are mm -hmm. phases where you go overboard. You're oh, launching yeah. a new product where you're going to work day and night. Like it's going to be times and periods where you're going to have those sprints and that's okay. Um, and I think that that's a better way to do it versus trying yeah. to be pedal to the metal all the time because that's how you burn out. 
But if I just say, okay, for this week, I'm going to work until 11 o'clock every night, like that would be fine. But the next week I can't do that again. That's because right. then at that point, I'm now rewiring my brain and my body. I'm just, I'm just throwing away all of my habits completely because I want to accomplish this one goal, which again, is fine to want to accomplish a goal, but I think we can't sacrifice our health. I'm big on that now. Like I think mm-hmm. one of my biggest things I tell my listeners is to take a nap, take a nap, just take a nap. <laughs> a lot of times we are stressed out or frustrated or it's just, this thing is too difficult. It's too hard. You just need to take a break and take a nap. I promise you, it changes everything. Just a 15, 20 minutes for me, a little cat nap, I'm good to go. I think that right there is just a small little habit. Man, it makes everything a lot easier. That's right. Yeah, it can work for a lot of people, you know, and it's 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 what we do every day, which is the E and decide. Everyday effort will lead to expansion. So we have to be willing to put in effort every single day. We can't miss a day. Even if it's, and I'll give you another example. I recently lost my beloved dog who was my everything. And, um, you know, the first of the year, January 1st, he started coughing up blood. A week later, he was gone. And it happened so quickly and it literally rocked my world. And so here we go into this new year and I'm like, yes, I'm going to crush it. This is the year I'm going to like maximize my profits and blah, 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 blah. And I've been literally completely crushed this entire month. It has crippled my production, but yet I still showed up every day. My effort may not have been 110%. It might've only been 20% on some days, but I still gave it the effort. So what we do every single day matters and we have to keep sharpening the iron every day. It has to be there. It could be the smallest little thing, but our habits, what we decide on our intentions, Our intentionality is huge. Goals are great, but let me tell you something about goals. I have a whole segment I teach about this. Goals are future-based. They're big, they're lofty, they're great to have. We need to have them, but guess what? They don't actually get you there. The intentions do. I I love that. And I love that because that ties exactly into my process, the milestone system about Mm -hmm. like the goal is the bigger thing that's like, it's going to take you more time to get there. If it's a big goal, a scary goal, which it should be, it's going to take you more time. I think that the the daily showing up, like you just said, is just, it's such a big deal because people think when you say you're an entrepreneur, you have to work 10 hours a day every day. No, some days it's going to be an hour. That's all you got. That's fine. I think that's better than zero. And what you should be doing is milestones, Mm -hmm. milestones. You just climb the mountain slowly versus trying to just jump to the top. You're not going to make it. Just take small steps every single day. And then over time, you make way more progress. Because I can guarantee you the person that's willing to put in an hour or two every day is going to make more progress and faster than a person that just does two hours here and then maybe a couple hours later on in the week and they take an entire week off. You're not going to really make progress that way. And that comes literally to everything, no matter what it is that you're doing. That's just it can't work if you're in and out. Like if you half-ass it, it just doesn't work, man. It really, really stunts your growth. It does. It does. There's a saying out there, it's 18 minutes a day. If you do something every day for 18 minutes, you will have massive, you become an expert within a year. It's it's 18 minutes, 18 minutes. So my husband decided to do this little challenge for himself. So he, he has this, it's kind of the craziest looking thing. He, he has this, uh, 
net out in the back and he practices his golf swings every day for 18 minutes and no kidding he got really good at, at like swinging his club <laughs> but I, <laughs> but you know whether we're writing a book or we're creating a course or we're learning a new language or we're want a new certification whatever it is that we're working on or reading a book you know even if we read can you imagine if we seriously read for 18 to 20 minutes religiously everyday effort we put that time in how smart you would be in a year if you mm. literally convinced yourself that to say i am going to commit to 18 to 20 minutes every day of reading a book and i only read if you saw my book my bookshelf over there you would be like oh yeah she's she's totally into self development there's not a book over there that is not self development i mean it's <laughs> all you know it's all i'm like I have my microphone on books. I have Robin Sharma, The Everyday Hero Manifesto. I have The Power of One More, one of the greatest books ever by Ed Milet. I have Be Your Future Self Now, Your Best Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And under that, I don't know what's under that. What is under there? Uh, oh, 10X is Easier Than 2X, another Ben Hardy book with Dan Sullivan, one of the best books. It was an amazing book this year, last year. So, I mean, this is just what's on my desk. You know, so I think it's important that we stay committed to our goals and we stay committed to the identity that we're creating for ourselves and applying the decide model to make it happen. And knowing that if you put in that everyday effort, you will indeed get there. And it is, it is a grind, but like you said, I like it so much the way you said that Chris is brilliant sprints sprints are awesome because we run fast and then we could take some, uh, you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit to give ourselves some time because we got to slow down to speed back up at times. I love that. Yes. Yes. It, and I, I'm just not a fan of burnout. Like I, I hate the concept, honestly, uh, <laughs> because I just think it's easily avoidable. Like just take a nap. And most people, especially entrepreneurs, we have time to take a nap instead of watching Netflix or doing whatever it is that you do to unwind. Sometimes your body literally just needs to rest. And yeah. I'm, I started doing that way more where I will set time on my calendar. Like, this is my nap time. <laughs> and, I love that. If somebody calls me, I ignore it. All of that. I, I need my 20 minutes. And it's not like I'm taking three hour naps. Like 20 minutes is fine. Um, man, this was a really good conversation. Uh, Carrie, thank you for being here. Please let the people know where they can find all your stuff, where they can connect with you and get that discovery call. Oh, yeah. com is the best place. It's G-R-A-Y, by the way. Uh, and then tonic is all one word, greattonic.com. I'm on all social media. Um, Instagram is great underscore tonic. And then LinkedIn is my jam. So if you're on LinkedIn, connect with me. Just say, hey, I heard you on the podcast with Chris and I want to connect with you. I'm, you know, he's my friend and now you're going to be my friend as well. So connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Carrie Schwer. I'm the easiest person to find. You know, <laughs> nobody else has this crazy name like mine. So it's good. <laughs> Makes it easy. All right. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a great guest. Thank you for having me. Have a great day.